Are you wondering how you can learn more about food? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Chakula Podcast, brought to you by the Root to Food Initiative, a show that celebrates authentic Kenyan dishes and serves you hot conversations about food in Kenya from an economic, social, and political lens. Semanasi kwenye social media at Root to Food on Instagram, at Root to Food on Twitter, and Root to Food on Facebook. And now, here's your host, Felistas Mwalia. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chakula Podcast. Today I'm joined by my colleague and a very great friend, Emmanuel Atamba. He's a research and policy analyst of the Root to Food Initiative, which is a program under Heinrich Ball Foundation, Nairobi office. We'll be talking about the position of young people in agriculture. Karibu sana, Emmanuel. Asante sana, Fede. Thank you for having me today. Karibu sana. This year, there has been a lot of conversations around food systems and there seems to be a shift from talking about agriculture value chains to the current food systems approach. How relevant is this for young people and how does it influence the role and position of young people in food matters? Yeah, I think the, the shift is, is very much welcome um, because if you look at the initial thinking around food value chains or agri-food value chains as they were called, you know, basically is uh, looking at value. It's almost like, you know, this follow the money kind of approach. Mm-hmm. You look at the value along the chain and we say, okay, so there's the input provider, this is what they're bringing, this is how much it's costing, then there's the producer and then there are, there's someone who comes to buy from the producer and aggregates and sells at a, an even better price and then there's value addition. And the, So at the end of the day, we were just looking at how much is passed along the chain and who is pocketing that money. But if you look at the uh, food systems approach, it's different in a way that we are looking at the activities happening and the functions. It's more about the functions than the gains you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The food systems thinking is more broad to a sense that we are looking at you know, the power issues between the producer and the consumer and other actors along the chain. And, and, and what are the specific functions that uh, people are playing along the chain? So it's about functions rather than how much money uh, is you know, gained during value addition, how much money is uh, gained during production, what is the value of a kilo of produce, for example, from the farm, and how much will someone make if they store it for six months. So, so the food system's thinking is very much welcome. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to young people, there's really not so much difference compared, you know, the different, compared the two kinds of thinking. Because uh, the young people are being told the same thing. And, yeah. and it's, it's really unfair if you look at the conversations around young people, because young people are being told that because you're energetic and because you have the muscles, you know, go and farm, go and dig. You know, that is where your position is. You need to get into production because the people in production are getting older. But uh, it's not just about age. I mean, the people in production are also not happier, you know. So let's uh, also look at that. Why are farmers not happy? And do you think we have enough young people taking up production? So definitely there is growing interest for young people to get into production. And if you look at, if you want to, if you want to appreciate the, the, the issues and in production, is you look at the kind of value of, uh, of value chains or the kind of, uh, of of crops or animal production or animal products that young people are getting into. And, and they're targeting some niche markets. You know, the young people are now getting into, for example, organic production to target niche markets. Mm-hmm. Um, young people are producing with a target uh, to market. And, and that is, you know, what we call agribusiness. 
business. And it's because basically, as a young person, you know, these are people in productive age. Uh, these are people who are starting young family or are looking to start young family. They are taking care of, of, of their families, yeah. their young families. Uh, some of the young people do not even have uh, control over land. They mm-hmm. lease land to grow food and all that. So the kind of production that young people are getting into is almost sort of defined that it's only production for market because there's that livelihood question coming in. There's that income question coming in. How much are they going to get from production? So young people are, yes, interested in getting into production, but because of these kind of challenges that young people have that are very unique to young people, for example, access to land, I would not care so much about the quality and the health of soil of a piece of land that I have leased, which I'll not use next year. Yeah. See, that, that, then, then the aspect of agroecosystems health is not there. Because I've leased the land, I want to maximize production. You're not supposed to maximize, especially when you're doing mm-hmm. any kind of production within a natural environment. When you maximize, you lose sustainability. You lose the ability of that natural resource to bounce back. So when they maximize production and then you're seeing too much pesticides being used, too much fertilizer being used, you know, and nothing being done to take care of the soil, nothing being done to take care of biodiversity yeah. nothing being done to take care of even the welfare of animals that young uh, you know the young farmers will be will be dealing with so so because it's, it's it's almost like it's almost like a farming system that is almost like if you don't get money out of it then you're doomed because you can't get enough money to lease again land next year to buy the same inputs and all so it looks like yes young people are getting into farming but it looks like they're getting into a, f- a, f- a production system that has conditioned them as consumers of inputs so this industrial production systems, monocultures and all that, because of course they again, um, at the end of the day, one of their targets is that they have to earn money from that yeah. production system. Otherwise, they don't have livelihood. And I think the same also applies to the fact that they also need money if they're going to use, basically if they're also going to use the same route of approach, basically industrial agriculture, they'll still need more, more the, money to start up the whole process. Definitely, definitely. You know, if, if you walk around and you go to this... Uh, uh, you visit these farmers who have, uh, you know, some of this uh, mixture of crops in their farms mm-hmm. and they have perennial crops and they have some short-term crops, uh, like someone who has bananas on their farms. You know, for you to establish banana, banana crop on your farm, it has to be your farm because it will take you time. It will take you time. And you look at the importance of having a few banana trees on your farm. It's basically, they will provide shade during a very hot mm. season. You can be able to grow a few skumawikis and a few other plants that might not be able to withstand very direct, harsh, um, you know, sunlight. sunlight. So yeah. basically, um, this system of incorporating or diversifying different crops builds that resilience. But young people do not have that comfort. Yeah? yeah, because most of the young people, almost 80% of young people who are already into production are not owning the land they are working. So you're working on a piece of land that you don't own. So you do not have the privileges to build these systems. You do not have the privilege, for example, to invest in building soil water holding capacity for your soil. You can't use, you know, you, if you invest so much money bringing in mulch, for example, to use mulching as a way of conserving moisture on your farm, you might not be able to get it back because the, the person owning the land might say tomorrow you're not there. So that's why you're seeing young people running around with the drip irrigation kits. Mm. All the farmers are not looking for drip irrigation kits. They're using mulching. They're using manure to maintain moisture in the soil, to build the, the health of the soil so that they can be able to maintain moisture. Even soil fertility. If you do not have uh, long-term 
ownership or access or control of a piece of land, like 10 years, it becomes very expensive for you to invest in putting manure on that piece of land. And that is where now the fix is. Yes, uh, young people are interested in production. I mean, getting into agricultural production is not failure. Yeah. There is a lot of value that you can you can get out of that. Even in terms of incomes, you can earn out of producing food. It's clear we know that. But under what conditions? That is that is where the question is. So basically, production is is a thing, and there's space for for people to get into production. Not only young people, but everyone. There's really a huge opportunity to get into production, and especially when the issue of quality of food becomes an issue, and and you know everyone is looking at food they can ascertain the source, food they can agree with how it was grown, and all that. This, the space is even bigger because we are not looking at tomatoes as tomatoes today. We are looking at tomatoes as um, you know uh, not only a source of nutrition but also as a risk of health reasons as a result of how it was grown yeah. so if you are growing tomatoes today and you're growing organic tomatoes of course they are different from uh, tomatoes that have been grown conventionally yeah. you might also be doing conventionally but you also have checks and balances to ensure that the safety of the consumer is guaranteed and that is where you see now the market being structured in a different way to appreciate the extra effort that is taken by food producers Emmanuel, you've mentioned the fact that it's it's really a challenge for young people to get into production due to access of land. Do we have any other challenges that young people face when it comes to production or in agriculture in general? Yeah, there are a lot of challenges, but it's not only challenges. I mean, I also want to talk about later, I mean, um, the unique position of young people mm-hmm. and, 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 and the unique strengths that young people have when it comes to uh, their role in food systems in general, but also their role in production. But, uh, for example, with the issue of land, land is the basic unit of production. Yeah. Without land, you cannot produce anything. I mean, uh, we are now talking about intensive, bio-intensive, for example, bio-intensive uh, food production systems where you are really trying to use a small piece of land in a very efficient way, in a very environmentally friendly way uh, to maximize whatever you want to get out of it. Because basically, if you bring in a lot of crop diversification and a lot of, uh, you know, you balance the seasons and all that, you have a all year cycle, things like that, you are able to, to, to produce a lot with a small piece of land but i don't think that should be the constraint in the first place and it comes from a lot from a cultural you know setup yeah. uh, that for you to get land you have to get it through inherit- inheritance mm-hmm. and it becomes very challenging because uh, increasingly especially from the middle class downwards you know people have very small pieces of land yeah. and therefore you know there's no ima- enough land to share between for example a father and a son so you will have to wait for the father to leave the land for you to be able to to use it so and and, and you see all these all these conversations around sub- land subdivision and land inheritance you know they're different for example I'm, I'm talking about the cultural the cultural setup and and now even more difficult for young women for example to, yeah. a, to, a, to access land mm-hmm. because in most cultures the land is passed down from the fathers to the sons so if a young woman for example is interested in production my daughter is so much interested in getting into production then uh, you know it becomes even more difficult for young women uh, especially in, uh, in you know in the, in the in the current generation yeah. to be able to accept I, we hope that in future it will become easier but then again the idea is not that you subdivide land for everyone. I mean, if you have a number of children and some of them are not interested in production, they should not, for example, be considered to be given land. Why would you be given land that you live idle in the village and maybe you are in IT, you are in media, you are in some, you are not interested totally in getting into production. So can we have, a, you know, a radical thinking to make sure that we have the young people who are interested in production accessing land, not even just, not owning, I mean, just accessing land over um, a, a long period of time so that they can sustainably be able to integrate, uh, you know, whatever we are talking about in terms of sustainable farming, farming methods. Of course, the land becomes a big issue, uh, but then now it carries with it a lot of the other 
uh, the other the other challenges. Mm-hmm. For example, your ability to apply innovation now becomes a problem because the land you're using maybe you have no control over. You have it for a season, and therefore putting in resources to innovatively use the land becomes a problem. Um, the other challenges that young people face, of course, are the same challenges that older farmers face: access to information, access to knowledge. Government support is not there. Yeah. Um, some of the policies that you see around are not really favoring uh, favoring producers. Um, and 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 here you see a lot of public funding going into going into uh, input into inputs. Mm-hmm. And uh, these inputs are not necessarily the only inputs that can be used. So if you are using billions to fund chemical fertilizers, for example, it doesn't make a lot of sense to someone who wants to grow a crop that doesn't require fertilizer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or someone who has soil that doesn't require more fertilizer used. Maybe that person requires labor, or maybe that person needs another another form of support. Yeah. Be it market linkages, be it access to technology, so that they can be able to market and 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 and, and, and interact with other market linkages. So the same challenges. There is nothing that there is no magic that young people are going to the farm with. Yeah. If a farm has failed for many years, most of the chance, most of the uh, of the time, it's not because it's not because uh, the farmer is old. It's because there are real challenges. What yeah. we are saying, we you know these farmers are old. These ones are younger. They will do better. That is just a, a perception that we have. But there are real challenges that are facing farmers in this country, and those challenges do not discriminate uh, against old people or young people. Those challenges will affect everyone that is getting into production. So, so to a point that uh, I mean, this conversation about young people getting into agriculture, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you basically da- don't just say you know you need to get into. We need to change the system first because yeah. there are a lot of challenges. There are a lot of bottlenecks, mm-hmm. such that even if you get into farming today, you will still face the same problems. Emmanuel, you've also mentioned the fact that we also we need to change our systems. Do you think the current approach, this industrial agriculture, is locking out the youth or the young people? Yeah, in a direct way and also in an, in an indirect way. Mm-hmm. Directly because we are talking about uh, farming systems that are capital intensive. A lot of the time young people do not have access to that capital. And indirectly as well, um, you know, through, uh, of course, uh, systems that... Uh, you know, enslave young people. I've mentioned, highlighted about that because basically you find with our emphasis on input-intensive uh, forms of, of farming, you get into farming, you know, through a loan, for example. You have, uh, you need a loan to get into farming. You need a loan to build a greenhouse. You need a loan to put up uh, drip irrigation systems. You need a loan. All this intensive kind of system locks you in. So it, it's not that, you know, even, even those who are getting into farming, the young people already getting into farming, have these challenges because now you go to buy balance your books and you have to pay you have to pay this loan yeah. back and you know whatever you're getting from the farm is not sufficient um, to balance that and also to pay yourself so you find that we get into farming and then it you are able you are locked in uh, because of this system not being sustainable not being able to pay uh, sufficiently the person who is doing the production so there's two ways you can be locked out completely but you mm-hmm. can also be in but enslaved inside that um, the, that kind of, of system because getting out means you have to pay all the debt and you have to take care of your needs for you to be able to get out of that system. So there is, there is therefore that need for, of course, for, for young people. And they have that capacity. I talked about the young people having some unique capacities mm-hmm. and capabilities. So you will find that uh, that uh, basically, of course, with access to information and a lot of young people have been able to access education, especially uh, speaking about our generation, people have been able to access education quite uh, different compared with the generations ahead of us. Um, there is access to technology. There is uh, IT access, penetration, uh, there's power access for people are able to access information. They can research, they can get information and know what is best practices yeah. and elsewhere. So there's, there's that potential. And of course, being young is not only having
having uh, muscles and, and the physical energy to do things. It's also having that sharpness of the brain and being able to think and practically, you know, um, bring solutions to the table. So innovation is one of the biggest strengths of young people that no one talks about. So we look at young people as people who have enough energy to dig, but we're not looking at young people as people who can be able to innovate and come up with food and farming systems or even design farms that are able to be sustainable and that they're able to conserve water, are able to conserve uh, soil fertility, are able to conserve biodiversity. I really like what you've talked about and besides production, but do you think young people have a role to play in decision making? Of course, definitely young people have a role to play. And it's not French. I mean, we participate in this in these platforms and we see um, some of the decisions that are being made, of course, when you look at budgeting uh, for agriculture, yeah. when you look at some of the programs that are being rolled out, some of them are not addressing the issues. And most of the time, it's not young people sitting on those tables. So maybe if we had young people there, then it would be different. It would be different. So definitely, young people should also be given a space in terms of policy making, in terms of coming up with ideas that can be implemented uh, through public funding, through uh, corporate funding, through uh, basically again, uh, you know, ideas that also generate value on the top there. So it's not just about sending young people to the farms. It's also about giving these young people a platform where they can share ideas, they can use their brains, they can use their knowledge to actively develop and to actively come up with systems that we can all benefit from. So policy making, yes, young people should be there at county level, at national level, at global level. Yeah. Yeah. We need to have uh, a Probably the next, uh, you know, uh, Secretary General of FAO, we need to have a young person there. Could be that 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 could change things around because we are, for, of course, also looking at, at looking at the future. So we cannot be implementing things to say, okay, so we are coming up with this policy to incorporate young people in agriculture. We have not involved the same young people. Yeah. So all of us, not only young people, but all of us, all demographics, we are talking about age, we are talking about gender, we are talking about different communities, we are talking about different countries being at the center of that conversation. So we all need to make a decision because all this comes back to affect us. So the kind of funding that goes into agriculture, the kind of policies we develop, the kind of legal mechanisms we build to direct and to control our food systems need to have young people. Um, having a voice there. Even in conversations around food systems, the role of young people has come up a lot. Do you think this approach emphasizes more on the role of young people? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Because at least, uh, at, least um, at this time we are talking about asking young people what they think about the current food system. Asking young people what they think about, uh, you know, when it comes to access to food for all. So it's moving from looking at young people as labor for production and labor for value addition activities uh, or just brains to invent, you know, how to <laughs> move tomatoes from a village to a city. So, so it, it changes a bit, but, but uh, the no part of it is that still uh, the same young people are not asked to, you know, take uh, those important positions to decide on how we move forward in our food systems. So we have a lot of conversations both offline and online, and I think uh, to appreciate a lot, uh, you know, there are a lot of conversations also online, basically on social media, yeah. and young people being encouraged to speak up and talk about food systems. But we are talking about food systems, but at the end of the day, we are not at the final decision-making table. So that is also problematic in a sense that uh, we are still trying to see, okay, so what is there for young people to take? What role can young people play? But not to um, give young people that space where they can make a decision and, and they, they, they can make an, and you know, they can influence the decision-making process. Yeah, Emmanuel, to take you back, don't yeah. we have some, we definitely have some young people at the top. Mm -hmm. Don't you think they're doing enough in term, when it comes to decision-making and basically championing for 
good policies the trials uh, for example i think we have uh, we have a young person uh, in the position of uh, chief administrative secretary you know and uh, she has been out there talking about kitchen gardening yeah. mm-hmm. and the importance of kitchen gardening and something that i really love because i mean kitchen gardens for me is a form of power and control really um, beyond even the production that you see there so and and it's, it's interesting to see uh, a bit of action now coming from the minister of agriculture because yeah. of the position of this young person and 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 we need to see more young people there because the other day they were launching now 4K clubs uh, which i think i definitely believe that she had influence probably on 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 some of this on some of these uh, conversations and policies but but uh, like now with the idea of the, the, the gardens and and the 4K clubs are they funded i don't yeah. think so because yeah, the last actually, time i yeah. checked the government mm-hmm. was trying to see if there 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 could be you know private sector support uh, there could be civil society organizations to come in and fund um, the 4K clubs so so there are interesting ideas that come as basically The, the, what we need to appreciate is that is that young people are a powerhouse in terms of coming up with idea that young people are a source of innovation young people are a source of you know great ideas that can move our society forward in all spheres in all spheres so so we need to see uh, we definitely need to see more young people in those in those positions and not only young people i think we also need to start looking at of course if you're talking about uh, agriculture and food systems we need to start seeing okay, so who is in that ministry yeah and yeah. And, and are they able to articulate the issues are they able to understand the issues because that is where the problem is we can have as many young people energized on the ground energized at the lower levels energized and grouping themselves and working very hard to say we want to end the problem of hunger and malnutrition in this country but if we do not have um, a proper system leadership you know structure at the top of the ministry or even nationally you know we are going to elections in 2022 those are the questions we need to be asking the people who are going to form government in the next do they understand the food and nutrition security issues do they understand the issues that farmers are going through do they understand the issues that are affecting people who are doing value addition or people who are doing seeds uh, producing seeds uh, that you know we used to grow our food if we have that uh, system from the top downwards appreciating the issues and being able to address the issues then we will we will move forward but it doesn't matter how many young people are actively engaged in production that is not the question the question is these young people with all the ideas with all the innovation with all the energy being at the top and making those decisions so so i think i think um, yes i think we are mm-hmm. seeing a bit of progress i think uh, not only in the ministry of agriculture we have seen i think the president appointed quite a number of young people in the yeah. cabinet but uh, not necessarily cabinet but in the top ministry positions but um, uh, i think it's not it's not it's not enough um, it's not enough because compared with the number of people who are not young people and uh, not because again they say being young is in the heart yeah um so <laughs> so we might be talking about young people but uh, ne- not necessarily in terms of age but we are looking at uh, people who will actively champion policies that favor young people whether you're 90 year old but you feel young and you are looking at okay so how can we work with young people how can we work with school kids to get them to understand issues about food systems so yeah. so youth in the form of being able to actively champion for uh, for issues that are affecting young people i think it's very important to have that at the top and i think we should also link at the, look at the aspect of young people who champion for sustainable practices yeah definitely definitely because uh, 
it's it's not just about it's not just about food production for today it's also about how do we sustain the same systems that feed us i like to believe always that farming is not about producing food but yeah. farming is taking care of the farm that is why it's called farming it's not called fooding if it was about oh, wow. producing food it will call it something else <laughs> yeah. but it's called farming because it's the art of maintaining and sustaining a farm if i have a farm um uh, one acre piece of land and i produce tomatoes uh, worth a million shillings this year and uh, someone visits the same farm 3 years to come and i have run down the farm you know the farm is not managed everything is you know just all over the place and all that i will not be a good farmer because i produced uh, 10 tons of tomatoes last year no yeah. i'm a good farmer because the farm is still there this year i'm a good farmer because the farm i'm working on will still be there 10 years to come so so the question of young people involving themselves in 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 food production and in agriculture and in food systems i mean in general um should really also emphasize on on the issues of sustainability yeah um not to say you know with this basic conversation that yeah young people are going to be there tomorrow mm-hmm. so they will see the effect no i think that's not the point the point is that we appreciate more uh, the effects of today than any other generation. We appreciate more uh we will face more of course the challenges that with the things we are doing now and the current approach now we will see them more yeah. than uh, mm-hmm. than uh, than any other people. And, and 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 just to to also use the energy that is there for innovation and 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 building sustainable uh, sustainable systems. So it's very important to look at it that way. And of course the other aspects of 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 food systems in general and diets and and connecting production and and and, and uh, eating patterns. It's very important for young people to get into those positions. I'm not seeing young people emphasizing for example on uh, you know recipes and things like that. We today uh, we are of course uh, moving towards a more what we're calling a global village and uh, you know and moving towards a more easy kind of uh, service sector because mm-hmm. it's easier to get food today and we are not seeing a lot of young people saying okay so I got this pumpkin from Felicitas and I'm yeah. going to eat it today and I think that is where we need to get the conversation because we also need to consume our own products. Yeah. So if if I am growing pumpkins and you're not eating them we will eat them yeah if you're growing bananas and no and no one is eating none of your friends is cooking bananas yeah. we will eat those bananas so, so I believe from what you're saying is that young people have a role to play when it comes to basically championing for sustainable food systems besides from besides the production yes. level and uh, production level policy level sustainable yeah. diet sustainable mm-hmm. diet is definitely part of that sustainable food systems conversation you cannot have sustainable food systems if we don't have sustainable diet it's almost like saying you're producing something that people are not eating yeah you will stop producing because you can't sustain that so so it's very important that uh, we we look at this beyond that and also to just say i mean it's it shouldn't be an excuse that there are so many opportunities in agriculture or in food systems that we do not create jobs for young people if i'm not interested in production i really also deserve to have an, an opportunity to work yeah in another sector yeah mm-hmm. if i'm interested in the it sector we really need to still continue to create conducive environments for young people who are interested in other sectors i find it uh, very funny that we have you know now a lot of excuses coming from government when we talk about unemployment then people say ah but young young people should can get into production yeah Yeah? yeah that young people should get into farming because there are opportunities in farming i mean that's not the point yeah. going into farming should be a choice it should yeah. not be a last resort it should be a choice if you are interested about farming then we facilitate you to get into production yeah. if you do not have access to land what mechanisms are there in place by the government to ensure that young people have access to land be it on a lease uh, kind of model be it on a permanent basis but we need to be able to move beyond those, those barriers to make sure that the young people who are interested in production have access to land so that we don't have 
have a society where the people who have land are not interested in production and yeah. the people who are interested in production do not have land. Emmanuel, still on the production conversation, there have been a lot of conversations on the average age of a farmer that mm. a farmer is supposed to be like 60 years old and that farming is not for young people. How do we change this narrative? So that conversation definitely has to change because I don't see a problem with a farmer who is 60 year old. Mm-hmm. Because if that is the farmer who is patient with the crop, if that is, if that is the farmer who can wait for a banana for a whole year yeah. to sell it, mm-hmm. then so be it. If that is the farmer who is patient with the cows and that is the farmer who looks after the chicks and makes sure that at the end of the day they have something to take to the market, then that is a system we cannot fight. I and mean, that, that is just how it is. The thing is we need to change the, the, the face of farming so that it, it encompasses, it brings on board the unique, I've said the unique strengths of young people. Mm-hmm. Farming systems that can maximize on innovation. Farming systems that can maximize of course on, on productivity, on labor productivity that the young people have. So if we are looking at monocultures that uh, you know require you to have like you know mechanization, you use tractors and you plant with tractors and then you sit there and wait for six months to harvest the maize, then that will not be maximizing on the on the capabilities of young people. So we need to change that. Uh, but yeah. but, but mm-hmm. uh, of course, um, there are a lot of buzzwords that are around or, you know, just people just, you know, throwing around a lot of perception and, and personal opinions that young people are not interested in production. I mean, that's not fair. Uh, and I think young people should get to a point where we do not entertain those conversations, that someone can come out of nowhere and say that you are, young people are not interested in production because they don't want to get dirty. I always find that disturbing. Yeah. Because we farm. I farm myself, mm-hmm. so I'm not talking about this. It's not Greek. I farm myself, and I have my own kitchen garden, so I'm not. I'm not afraid of getting dirty. I yeah. don't think there's any young person who is afraid of touching soil. Yeah. I have never seen any young person afraid of touching soil. The problem is that the soil is not there to be touched. <laughs> How do you touch soil from a bed sitter in Nairobi? How? How much land do you have around uh, around your house in Nairobi? You do not have access. You do not have any alternative place where you can go and farm. So we need to create those systems for young people to enjoy and to also participate effectively in production, but not to blame young people. I think the problem that is there is that there's a lot of blame game, mm-hmm. that young people are not doing this because they are like this. Young people are, because you know, this generation is, is, I don't know, the microwave generation. We don't want to farm and we don't want to do But how do we change all of that? It's young people to say no. This is not so. This is not speaking about us. It's for young people to take it up to themselves to say no. Yeah, no, Bwana Minister, no. That what you have said is not depicting yeah. our position as young people. So and so, no. What you are saying is not the true position because we have these examples of young people who are doing very well in this sector. How do you generalize and say that young people can't do this or young people do not want to do this? So we, because if we move away from that, then you will see you will see the change. Then you will see young people coming out actively to take up positions and, and to influence this sector in the right direction. Thank you so much for your insights, Emmanuel. I've actually picked so much from this conversation. And as we finish, what do we need to do going forward? I think um, I think we need to uh, we need to move from the image problems that we have and yeah. address the real problems affecting our food system. Uh, we need to move from the blame game mm-hmm. and really embrace each other and see the role that every one of us plays in our food system. Today I'm not advocating for young people because they need the space. I'm advocating for young people because we need more young people to take up active roles in food systems. But everyone needs young people. It's not, it's not that we are doing it as a favor to young people because there's a specific contribution that we are missing from young people. And I think, I think as well, um, so basically, um, you know, uh, going forward, uh, we need to also have young people 
people demanding to be given spaces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In in what we call high places, you know, we need to have young people demanding for spaces in policy conversations, in policy decisions, demanding to have audience and demanding to have positions where they can also make an impact because we cannot wait for you know for tomorrow to make the change because the problems of tomorrow are starting today. Yeah. So we cannot sit to wait for the problems to start today so that we solve them tomorrow because we are always told that young people are leaders of tomorrow. And 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 of course beyond production I think young people have a very important role to mm-hmm. also shape the future of our diets and the future of our food systems through voting by their folks and and deciding to support food systems that are sustainable and actively also encouraging um, encouraging basically uh, you know food production systems that are sustainable to the environment and fair for everyone yeah. and encouraging equal access to food and we need to decommodify food in the process because basically young people can decide today that sharing food is a thing today we have a generation that doesn't think that sharing food is a thing and you you have avocados and when they overripe and you throw them and your neighbor doesn't have uh, you know mm-hmm. a problem eating avocados so we need to get to a point where we can actually agree that we are changing the way we are looking at food and we are changing the way we are producing our food and we are changing the way we are interacting with our food and those things can be done by the young people. So it's not just about going into production but also looking at what other areas require our forces and our masses because we are the biggest uh, demographic in the world. Thank you so much Emmanuel for joining us today and thank you to our listeners for listening till the end of the show. Chakula Podcast is a show that comes to you every Friday. Make sure to follow us on SoundCloud at Chakula Podcast and we're also available at Apple Podcast at Chakula Podcast. Subscribe, like, share, comment and follow us. Thank you so much. Until next time. Bye-bye.